I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. On this podcast, I explore topics in digital marketing for jewelry designers and retailers, including branding, content, email, events, social media, and more. This is episode 55, and today I'm going to spend some time discussing the biggest differences between B2C and B2B marketing for jewelry brands. Before I get started, I want to take a moment to share an exciting opportunity for you and your jewelry brand. I'd like to start creating some more diverse podcast content, so I thought it would be great to include live coaching calls with jewelry brands that need help with marketing but aren't sure they're ready to commit to a full consulting program. That means if you have a marketing challenge and you're willing to share it with my listeners, I can walk you through a 30-minute coaching call on a future episode at no cost to you. You don't even have to share your name or business name, just a description of the challenge you're facing. You'll walk away from the episode with actionable steps you can take to feel confident about your marketing moving forward. In addition, you'll help other jewelry business owners who may be struggling to overcome similar issues. If you'd like to take advantage of this opportunity, please email me, Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. All right, let's get started with this episode. On this podcast, I spend so much time discussing common marketing challenges that B2C and more specifically D2C jewelry brands face. And by B2C, I mean business to consumer. However, I realize they don't give B2B or business to business jewelry brands enough attention. The marketing strategies that work for B2C jewelry brands don't always work for B2B jewelry brands and vice versa. To complicate matters further, Some jewelry brands, and this might apply to you, are both B2C and B2B, so they'll need to focus especially hard on segmenting their marketing efforts for both their target audiences. For any marketing strategy to be successful, a jewelry business must first define and understand its target audience, and that holds true for both B2C and B2B. While B2C jewelry brands sell to consumers, retail, B2B jewelry brands are those that sell to businesses and wholesale. In a B2C scenario, a jewelry brand is targeting customers who are likely buying for pleasure, for function, or for gifting. And on the other hand, in a B2B scenario, a jewelry brand is targeting customers that have one goal in mind, to make a profit. Within each of those customer groups is a myriad of personas, all with different budgets, buying habits, and personalities. The first difference I want to focus on today between B2B and B2C marketing is personal versus transactional relationships. So one way that B2B marketing differs from B2C marketing is in the type of relationship the jewelry brand will want to build with the customer. I found one article from the website Wordstream that best explains the different approaches to relationship building by categorizing them as transactional and personal. So to illustrate this for you, I want to tell you a personal story. So let's get ready for some story time. Recently, I walked into an independently owned watch shop here in Los Angeles to have my grandma's vintage watch resized and cleaned. 
I was kind of in a rush that day, so I wanted the shop to do the work quickly and for a fair price. I also really wanted to feel confident that I could trust them with the family heirloom. I had never visited this particular shop before, so I relied on Yelp and my initial interaction with the clerk to help me determine whether or not I'd move forward with the transaction. Everything was positive. The shop had great reviews, so that means they had social proof. The clerk promised a really quick turnaround. They would do the work while I waited. And the best part was the walls were lined with pictures of celebrities who had used the shop's services, so you know it's good. While I waited on site for the repair person to complete the work, I observed an interaction between a watch battery salesperson who walked into the store and the shop owner. The interaction seemed to have been pulled directly from another time when B2B salespeople actually visited their clients' stores way before the internet. While the shop owner checked his watch battery inventory, the two men chatted about life like old friends, asking each other about family and mutual acquaintances. I really got the sense they had known each other for a long time. I also sensed that the shop owner seemed hesitant to order too much, and he was really honest about the fact that he would be going downtown to the jewelry district to buy some batteries in bulk, and probably for a cheaper cost, but he did put in a very small order with the salesperson. So why did I share this story about my day at the watch store? Well, I like to think it's a good example of the difference between personal and transactional relationships. As I was the customer in a B2C interaction, I was hoping the shop could fulfill certain needs, and most of those needs revolved around the ease of transaction. At the same time, as the observer of a B2B interaction between a shop owner and a salesperson, I noticed that the success of that transaction revolved mostly around a personal relationship. Of course, personal relationships do matter for B2C customers, and transactional relationships do matter for B2B consumers, but the emphasis on each will vary from one to the other. If you can remember this difference between personal and transactional when approaching your own marketing, whether you're a B2C or B2B jewelry brand, then you will be successful in your efforts. The next difference I want to discuss is feeling versus knowing. B2C customers rarely buy jewelry solely for its technical features, especially since most consumers typically don't know enough about jewelry materials and manufacturing techniques to be that discerning about them. When B2C customers decide to make a purchase, they're doing so because they're caught up in a certain feeling or they're buying into a certain lifestyle. For example, no one buys a diamond engagement ring solely because of the diamond's carat weight, clarity, cut, and color. Of course, those things matter and they may play a role in helping a consumer choose between one diamond and another. However, The real reason a person buys a diamond engagement ring is because of what it represents and how it will make the recipient feel when receiving it. Loved, cherished, special, and worthy of such a thoughtful and expensive and meaningful gift. On the other hand, B2B customers buy jewelry not because they're moved by it, but because they see potential in making a profit. Of course, many B2B jewelry buyers purchase jewelry because they like it, but... They also want to know about the quality and origin of the materials, the manufacturing process, and more. As a result, B2B jewelry brands must use their marketing efforts as an opportunity to educate customers rather than instill a certain feeling in them. 
The last difference I want to talk about on the episode today is accessible language versus industry jargon. So as I mentioned earlier, many B2C customers aren't as informed about industry jargon as B2B buyers. While some B2C customers, perhaps those who are shopping for bridal jewelry, may know the difference between a claw prong and a round prong, most will have no idea how to distinguish one from the other. They'll simply know that they like how a piece of jewelry looks. As a result, you'll want to speak in their language using words that evoke feelings. For example, if you go to the Tiffany & Company website and you look at some of the engagement rings, you'll see product descriptions like this one. Just as the sun's rays radiate outward, casting light in every direction, so too does the Tiffany Celeste engagement ring. With a scintillating halo of brilliant diamonds and a striking emerald cut center stone featuring concentric rows of parallel facets, light is gathered and mirrored throughout the design, resulting in an unrivaled display of brilliance. Yes, that's an actual description from the Tiffany website. Maybe it's a little bit over the top, but I think it does a really good job of illustrating my idea that you need to capture a feeling or a mood when you're talking to B2C customers. Of course, in your product descriptions and other marketing, you'll want to include the specs for your jewelry pieces and all the technical details, but you can leave those for like the sub details. On the other hand, a B2B buyer likely doesn't have time for all that fluff I just read. They don't want to read figurative language. They don't want your, your branded words. That person just wants to cut to the chase and understand how your jewelry is different from your competitor's jewelry in terms of durability, quality, and value. So specs, product options, style numbers, turnaround times, and prices are most important. If you go to the engagement ring semi-mounting product pages for B2B jewelry brands like Stuller, Overnight Mountings, and Quality Gold, which I did just out of curiosity, you won't see any product descriptions at all. Actually, you'll just see some product renderings, a style number, and then a list of all the technical specs. These are just a few ways that B2B marketing is different from B2C marketing for jewelry brands, but the goals for both are the same, to capture the customer's attention, motivate the customer to buy, and create long-lasting relationships, even if those relationships look different. Given the customer's differing goals and motivations, the approaches for reaching your customers will vary. If you have any thoughts or questions about B2B versus B2C marketing, you can always email me laryssa at joyjoya.com. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy listening to it and leave a rating or review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.